What's up, everybody? My name is CJ. And I'm Nate. And this is Word of Mouth Podcast. And the word is in our mouth. Come Come on, somebody. In Proverbs 22, verse 28, it says simply, Remove not the ancient landmark which thy fathers have set. Jesus, thank you, Lord, for this day. and I just praise you, Lord. I pray that you would just open our minds to your word, open up our ears, help us, Lord, to just, as we dig into your word, uh, bring things, make the scripture alive, and... I pray that you would touch somebody who's seeking you, seeking uh, your truth, and that you would just reveal yourself to them first and foremost, and what it is that you have planned for their life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. 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 come on somebody, it's good to be back. Um, Starting to get back into the regular... The grind. The just of it, you know, with getting back and not trying to miss two weeks and... Uh, apparently, when I walked into our fancy pantsy studio, uh, Nate, brother Nate over here, reminded somebody, "Hey, tell them that we're doing an episode today, so that way, you know, they're yeah. not upset with us." Yeah. <laughs> but uh, hey, man, so we're trying. You know, we live busy lives. We've talked about this. We got work and family, and sometimes it just don't coincide. But you know, but God's the, still good. Yeah, we. the time is now. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. And, man, what a packed house we had yesterday. Yes, sir. God moved. Um, Brother Foster, please for us. Brother John Foster from Christ Temple preached, turn around. Amen. It was man, a good message. It was a really good yeah. message. He made one statement that I've been just, like, in my mind. And I, you know, I feel like we could share it on here because this is my podcast. This is our podcast, you know. Dude. But, uh. He said, you know, oftentimes we sit here and we complain that God asks us to do stuff when we ask God all the time to ask. Ooh. Or we ask him to do things for us all the time. You he's know? like, don't, yeah, he's like, <laughs> people, yeah, yeah, he's like, people, people don't want, they don't like when God asks them to do stuff. He's like, but isn't that why you like, come to God because you want him to do stuff? Yeah, dude, I'm like, that, just that simple phrase just stuck with me all day yesterday. And What got me was when he said, He said, "How mad people get." He said, "When you when you're disobeying God, he, or like when the people he's talking about Jonah, and he was on the boat just sleeping, and oh, yeah. he's just like how how tragic it is, and how upset the people around you who don't know God when the man of God's sleeping, man." And he's the one with the answer. He's the one with help. He's the one who knows God, and he's over there hiding. Yeah, the apostolic people at school hiding. Ooh, dude. The apostolic people at work hiding when you have the answer. And you, and he didn't say and, all that, but that's. But that's what the man, gist of it was. Yeah, it was man. just like boom, boom, boom. It's like man, you know, we get so comfortable here in our seats, and we're apostolic here. But it's like when the answer is out there, that you know people need answer out there, man. And yeah, so that was good. I, I it was a wonderful message. Yeah. I, he used to, he, he always touches my heart when he comes, 
because uh, he used to pick me up for Sunday school. Oh, that's cool. And uh, <laughs> he always, you know, he tells a story all the time. But yeah, he'd come, he would come pick me up, and and uh, he still teaches Sunday school. He's, but and like that was something he's preaching and teaching. And my my seven year old daughter, she leaned over and she said, "I really like the way he teaches." That's she, cool. Because and he wasn't teaching that. He didn't wasn't like teaching Sunday school, but the way he. He could, he could communicate, yeah, and well enough to where my my daughter, she, you know, it, you know, he was connecting to from from the greatest to the least in the house, you know, or the oldest to the youngest. And I mean, that's a know. good teacher, bro. Yeah, that's a and really so good teacher. Uh, he's speaking for Sunday school. He, he has a special place in my heart, man. And shout out to all the Sunday school teachers. Amen. Uh, you are important. You so. really are. Um, you know, it's funny is I have no experience in Sunday school. But I did teach a little bit of Sunday school, and I see the importance. In fact, we were, me and my wife were teaching Sunday school when you guys came back. And I saw a picture the other day in one of our memories of little, your little three. I, she's, now she's should be eight in October. Oh Lord, have Next mercy! Month. But yeah, like she came to us and she was barely turning three, and so I saw this picture. She, oh man, she looks so cute. She was. She, was, she still. <laughs> she is still cute. is. I love that little girl. But. Nevertheless, enough of us rambling and just rambling, kind of talking, scrambling. but uh, we're, we're doing this series, man, Back, Back to, to normal. normal, and uh, we, I really have enjoyed teaching the book of Acts, I love the book of Acts, um, if you missed the last episode, which is the first installment of this, uh, this series, Back to Normal, it covers chapters 1 through 3, which are very important, it talks about, like, I, I don't believe anything else after that would have been done if prior to the holy ghost like it wouldn't oh yeah the holy ghost is what gave we talked about it the power right so acts one and eight you shall receive power acts two acts two they received the power they received the holy ghost and then then they just went out the first holy ghost message is he would lift up his voice filled with the holy ghost and you know yeah so so uh uh, so now we're just going to continue on um we're moving on to chapter four now just just so you know just kind of uh uh, that was a little bit of a recap, but just so you know, we're not really going verse by verse. We're not going to really read the the entire chapter, but really we're hitting the points that stick out to us as far as what we need to do to get back to normal. There's been a lot of things going on in this world that everybody says, oh, this is the new normal. This is the new time. And there's been some people that have gone off and or said... Or when's it going to go back yeah, to normal? Back to normal. Back to normal. January. Yeah. Or like... Back even then, yeah, he's like, oh, I wish we'd go back this way, but really, it needs to go all the way back to Pentecost. It needs to go back to the Book of Acts, and That's so right. we're looking at the Book of Acts as a reference point. The yep. it it is the reference point. It's the north star of the church because it's the first. It's the beginning, the birth of the church. I saw I saw a false teacher, uh, and that's rightfully rightfully said. But he said uh, he said. That the book of Acts is just a transitional book between the, the disposition of the law and the disposition of grace. And that's not true because the day of Pentecost was the disposition of grace was, you know, Jesus was crucified. He was risen. That sealed the deal. And now to enter in covenant, we must be born again mm-hmm. and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And the day of Pentecost was the, the, was the beginning. Poof of of that disposition of grace and right. so we see 
from when we receive that grace because the Bible says that the Holy Ghost is the spirit of grace. Mm. So you can't have grace really without the spirit of grace. And and so when you when they received the Holy Ghost, the spirit of grace, that's when it started. And so now we look back at the reference point of the book of Acts. What did they do? What did they teach? How did they how did they minister? Uh, what kind of we, we, we hopefully we'll get there, but we see some. Uh, church, we see some inner conflict Amen. between between people in the church, and how did they handle it? What did they do? And uh, did they back? Did they backslide? Did they jump to the like, next church do down the, the street? Yeah, yeah, it's like, like no, no, that. no. Let's yep. see what they did. So, so Amen. yeah, let's start in chapter four with what with what happens here from where we left off. Amen. Um, real quick, I want to point out, I have it written down in my Bible right above the like the the heading of chapter four. I put perse- persecution begins Amen. right here in chapter yep. 4. And I feel like this is, this is fire to, to note for people is that, you know, they got the Holy Ghost, man. They're like, wow, revival's happening. And then here comes persecution. Chapter 4, like barely brand new church. And they're already being tossed up into the synagogue, you know, court. People coming, arresting them, being persecuted because of what they believe. Now, yep. I want to let you know, a lot of people, they... They get converted. They do what Acts three nineteen says. They repent, be converted. They start trying to live for God, and all of a sudden, the pressure's on. Oh yeah, big time. And they're like, from man, family, I, from friends, yeah, family, from friends, work. work, just anything and everything, your flesh. And they're like, oh, I didn't. You know, why is this happening? Why is this happening? Well, let's look at the book of Acts. Yeah, this is exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Like persecution begins to happen. It's just, yeah, and it's all because. Well, that's what's funny is like I've heard the statement that. If Jesus was on earth now, he wouldn't be accepted because he goes against the, the religious world. norms. The religious and, norms, the world, sin. That's exactly what happened here is immediately when they got filled with the Holy Ghost, that didn't fit the religious norms. So now you have the Sadducees and the Pharisees saying, whoa, 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 what's going on here? You know? Right. And we don't like it. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like our uh, politic, political stuff we're going on right now we don't like what you're saying we don't so we're like, gonna burn you down. it's offensive yeah. we don't like it we don't yeah. yeah and what what happened again is that the man the man that was lame was healed and and uh people didn't like what happens and we'll talk about it so Amen. let's see so in chapter chapter four um you see it says and as they spake to the people i'm in verse one the priest and the captain of the temple of the sadducees came upon them being grieved, it grieved them. Mm-hmm. It grieved these religious people that they taught the people and preached through Jesus, the resurrection of the dead, the supernatural resurrection of the dead. Again, right. the Sadducees, they didn't believe in the resurrection of the dead. Mm-hmm. They didn't believe in a, the angelic uh, visitations or anything like that. And they're, they're preaching this stuff. And they're the religious, the Sadducees, they were the highest. They were higher than the Pharisees. They were they were the bee's knees. Yeah. And if you offended the Sadducees, you're dead, man. And that's mm-hmm. Jesus came against the Sadducees and you know, a couple hours later he was on the cross. That's how serious it was. So they're offended. They come on them. And uh they laid hands on them, verse three, and they, they put them in hold for the next day. And we see or go ahead, you got something to say? Well, I was just gonna uh combat to that what's um just the next really the next part. Is that even though they were beaten, or they laid hands on them and thrown them into this hole in this prison, they never stopped preaching Jesus, man. In fact, that was just so like, okay, well, apparently, God, you're leading me to this point now, right. so I'm about to preach to this prison house here, right. and and the the miracle of the, the power that happened here is just phenomenal. Well, yeah, you see, it's like how be it, 
He's like, even though it, the persecution began, it's like 5,000 people are saved. Yeah. And so let's see what happens. As they get called up, they get called up into the court in chapter 7. It says, they started asking. It was like, how did you do this? And remember, we talked mm-hmm. about giving glory to God last episode. Giving glory yep. to God. And, and they, they're asking Peter and John, well, how did you do this? And he's like, by what power or by what name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy mm-hmm. Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and the elders. And I'm going to parap- I'm gonna go down. He says, By that the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, verse 10, mm-hmm. whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by whom this by him did this man here stand before you whole. And then he goes on. But I want to point something out. That you see, as soon as they're caught up in, in court, mm-hmm. they start people start the the spotlights on them you know you're living you've got the holy ghost you're starting to operate you know in by faith walking in the spirit like the book of acts people did right uh-huh. and the spotlights on you and they begin to pressure them and ask them questions how do you do this or whatever who's your pastor what do you do you know all this stuff by what name how'd you do this you know and it, i want to go back to to some words that jesus said in, in matthew Ooh. in matthew 10 come on in Matthew 10, he begins to tell them when he's, he sends them out, he says, um, and you shall be, in Matthew 10, 18, he says, and ye shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for testimony against them and the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what you shall speak, for it shall be given you in that same hour what you shall speak. Come on. For it is not ye that speak, but the spirit of your father, which speaketh in you. Okay, and then again in Luke chapter 21. In Luke chapter 21, well, let's see, where is it? He says, But before all these, they shall lay their hands on you. I'm in verse, chapter 21, verse 12. But before all these, they shall lay hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up into the synagogues and into prisons, being brought before kings and rulers for my namesake, my Mm. namesake. Yes. And it shall turn to you for a testimony. Settle it therefore in your hearts, not to meditate before, before what you shall answer. For I will give you, I will give you a mouth and, and wisdom which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. Now, now, so Peter, he they got filled with the Holy Ghost. They're preaching. You know, man got healed, and now he's like, man. I re-, now that he gets arrested, and he's brought before the synagogue, he's brought before the rulers, and he's like, uh-huh. he didn't meditate. He never he didn't have a scripted out. Like no. I know, no, he just knew in the Holy. In, it says and, being filled with the Holy Ghost just boom speaks. And so yeah. one more, one more before. Well, real quick, I want people to listen. Just. Luke chapter 21. Luke 21. And, uh, and uh, 12 re- through. The one thing, though, that I really want is 15. Because in a little bit, we're going to talk about another man, which we were discussing before we did this, about his wisdom and that they couldn't Right, resist. exactly. And I want you to mark that. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, and keep in mind, so in Matthew, it says that the spirit of your father. Right. Okay, and we're about and to then, do yep. a little bit of oneness, right? Come on, somebody. Matthew said this, in Matthew records it, the spirit of your father. Luke records it. That I Jesus will. said, I will. Yeah. And then in Mark, Mark 13, uh, verse 9, he says, But take heed to yourselves, for they shall deliver you up into the councils and in the synagogues, and you shall be beaten, and you shall be brought before the rulers and the kings for my sake for a testimony against them. And the gospel must first be published among all the nations. But when they shall lead you and deliver you up, take no thought beforehand what you shall speak, neither do 
Neither, neither do you premeditate, but whatever you sh- whatever shall be given you in that hour, that speak ye, for it is not ye that speak, but it is the Holy Ghost. Now we see what happened. Go back to Acts chapter 4, verse 8. It says, then Peter filled with the Holy Ghost. Right. He said, you know what? It's by the name of Jesus Christ. And then in verse 12, he says, hey, and let me just tell you. In verse 11, he's like, you rejected him. Mm-hmm. And then he tells you in verse 12, yeah. neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Amen. You must be saved. There is no, it's not Buddha. Right. We see, we want to go back to normal. How, we, how they live for God, it wasn't Buddha. Right. It wasn't the name of Muhammad. It wasn't any other name. It wasn't a prophet. It wasn't Moses. He said, the name of Jesus yep. is all-powerful. Yep. The name of Jesus is what saves you. And it's by the name of Jesus this man was healed. Amen. 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 And what's fire there is, uh, the Bible said, and we already read it, is that it would bring remembrance. It's like when they started going through all this persecution, they were like... Jesus said something about this because it's literally saying exactly what's happening right here. And the he's thing like, is, they shall take you up. Which, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. He's like, don't worry about what you're saying because it. I'm going to put the words in your mouth. I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to speak. Yeah, yeah. The Holy Ghost is going to tell you exactly. And so he, you know, I get, I get this man, and I'm a preacher, you know, so I know what it is when the anointing, when the anointing comes flows, on you, right? And you just begin to flow. Yep. And that's what Peter's happening right here. And what happens Amen. is it dumbfounds him in oh, verse yeah. 13. And I know we're going like verse by verse right here, but this is powerful. But this is a whole story on this part. It says, now when they saw the boldness of of Peter Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled. Mm. They looked at them. They're like, man, CJ, brother, brother Garcia, you know, you, you work as a, as a truck driver. You know, they looked at Peter like, man, I could tell by the way he talks, this dude's a fisherman. Yeah. I could tell that that guy. Yeah. He, I never saw him in synagogue. Did you? No, 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 no. But I got my... I got in my, fact, he's in raggedy clothes compared to my prayer shawl and everything. But I it says, yeah. and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Everywhere you go, people better acknowledge the fact that you've been with Jesus. And not just in church, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And that's the difference is that these people that were looking, they were they'd been involved with church. Right. But these other people, they've been involved with God Almighty. Uh-huh. These other people. Every day. These other day, people. Yeah. The, the layman sat at the gate, and these church people walked by him every day. Mm. But when some people who had walked with Jesus, who had spent Ooh, time with God, man. who were apostolic, when they saw him, they said, Hey, man, I don't got money. I don't, I don't have a lot of stuff. But you know what I do have? In the name of Jesus. Rise up. Amen. Oh, man, I love that verse, man. They, they, they marveled, and they knowledge it's like it's... even the next verse it says <laughs> and beholding the man which was healed standing right next to them uh-huh yep. they couldn't say anything against it there's nothing mm-hmm. they could say no nope. and i want to say this too is when you begin it's like look people back to normal is the people need to real people if you want to get back to normal and walking in the authority that god has is we gotta spend time with god Amen. And when you spend time with God, people will notice. That's back to normal. And number two is when the miraculous happens, nobody can say anything against it. Yeah. And you know, but the thing is, is people will. People say, oh, you know, I already heard it. You know, they say, oh, well, you're, you're a false prophet. The Bible says that, you know, false prophet's going to come and, and do signs and wonders. And that's true. There is going to, there are fakes and phonies. 
But that doesn't mean that I shouldn't pray for that man to be healed just because there are some fakes and phonies out there. Right. When, when, when the lame man's standing next to you and I'm like, hey, it was the name of Jesus. I didn't do it. Right. I, it was just God did it, not me. Well, and the thing is, is going back to normal is exactly what Jesus said. It says, and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. Uh, they shall speak with new tongues and they shall heal the sick. Right. Amen. So it's. You can't dispute it as much as, as people want to. You've been dealing with all these uh, uh, predestination Calvinist people, and they don't even believe in miracles. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it's like if you're gonna get back to back to normal, we better see some notable miracles. Right. Amen. I love it. God has a handicapped His church in the last day. If anything, whoo, that's a good. That's a good point. If anything, mm. man, man, God, God has not handicapped His church. God wants his church to be exactly the way he left it, operating in power, operating in faith, spending time with him, praying daily. Amen. Let's see. Again, verse 16 is like they cannot deny the miracle. Amen. So they try to tell him to stop speaking the name of Jesus. And they said, you know what? It's better to obey God rather than men. Yep. Something back to normal is that men are going to try to pressure you into, hey, man, you know what? And we were talking about this. Men are going to tell you. And for a long time, I've already heard it. And just me being in the church is like, oh, man, you're too spiritual. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're yeah. too spiritual. And that's a big thing. Bro, it gets under my skin because I'm like, God's a spirit. And I'm supposed to walk in the spirit. That's pretty spiritual. Yeah. So you're telling me to, to tone it down and trying to, I'm trying to be like Christ. Well, Christ is a spirit, you know? Yeah. So I'm trying to be spiritual. I'm trying right. to be spirit-led. And... And you got, and it's like, well, you're too spiritual. Well, let me tell you, the apostles were spiritual. Yeah. The early church was spiritual. Yeah. And the thing is, is people don't want you to be, and I'm talking, whoever's listening, the people, the people that say you're too spiritual, they don't like your, they don't like you being spiritual because it shows how not spiritual they are. Amen. It shows how carnal they are. Right. And you, because nobody says, oh, you're too rich or nobody says, oh, you're, you're, you're too, like, <laughs> you're too you, smart. You got, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're, you're this or that, you know, it's like, no, no, oh, your house is too big. No. Yeah. But as soon as you start getting a little spiritual, like, you know what? I'm going to go to the church after school and I'm going to pray. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm reading my Bible or, oh, yeah, I'm praying or, oh, you know what, I'm going to turn the plate upside down, I'm going to fast. It's like, man, you're too spiritual. Or you tell your mom, you're like, no, I don't want to go to that, 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 that university to get that secular degree. I want to go to Bible school, you know, or I want to do, you know, I don't even want to, I just want to go, I just want to serve the Lord. And uh, you know what, I don't want to get rid of, I want to get rid of my Netflix. I want to get rid of my my thing, my carnal-minded. Uh, I don't want to watch that. I don't know? want to watch that. Oh, you're too oh, you're, spiritual. You're way too spiritual, man. You know, you I rebuke that. Yeah. I yeah. The Jesus, early church Jesus was didn't spiritual. want us to have it. You want to get back to normal? <laughs> you need to get back to being spiritual. Amen. The Bible says that they that are led by the flesh, or they that walk by the flesh, are led by the. Or am I? I'm trying the to Bible remember. says that. Get it right. Come on, bro. Yeah. My the brain. Bible says. For one, it says we're not supposed to walk after the flesh. Right. Because you fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's what I'm saying. It says if you walk after the spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The Bible says in Romans 8, 14, that the sons of God are they who are are led led by by the the spirit. spirit. That's what I was trying to get out. And so it's like if you're not being spiritual, you cannot be led by the spirit. Therefore, you are you a son of God then? Mm. Hello. So moving forward, boldness is a key. Boldness is a key. We talked about the timidity of, of today's church. We talked about the timidity of Holy Ghost-filled people. It ought not be so. You look at the, at the end of Acts chapter 4, they begin to pray, and they're thanking God. And, right. and in verse 29 it says, 
And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. Mm. Amen. Amen. And then it says this, verse 31. Praying till the praying till the place was shaken. Yep. The thing is, that's that's what we need to get back to normal on. Is we don't need these little mimbly bimbly little prayers where we don't even shake ourselves. We don't even get. Yep. We just say we it, it's some religious little thing. We need to get back to the place where where the problem in our life is being shaken. The building is being mm. shaken. Our lives are being shaken. The fellowship is being shaken and stirred. And that's what's crazy is just the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all again filled with the Holy Ghost and they began or spake the word of God with boldness. boldness. They prayed so much to where they're like they got they just got the refill refilling of the Holy Ghost. This, yeah. Well, you that let's get back to normal. This isn't and look at me. It's like uh, you know I believe the Bible says and I think it's in in Titus or Jude it says. You're washed by the waters of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Right. You need to be renewed in the Holy Ghost. Yeah. You need to be refilled with the Holy Ghost. And that's what's funny is because just right there, they had so much boldness to go against the Pharisees. It was like, okay, time to recharge. You know, it's like, I got to be refilled. Because, yeah, because of, let's be honest. Yeah. The day we're living in, discouragement. Oh, yeah. You get thrown in prison, tell me you don't get a little bad feelings. I've been to jail before. Which, by the way, just kind of a little side note, please pray for Brother Tony Spell. I saw I that. I saw that and... He's looking at, they're saying possibly three years in prison or in jail is what I saw. So Time to start jail ministry. Come on, somebody. And, and he not, will. Yeah, he exactly. Had, when he went there, he, they said that he was preaching. Bro, Tony, brother, Pastor Tony Spell, he's not sweating it, bro. No, he's not. He knows his church will be taken care of and uh, he'll be taken care of. It's going to be all right. Yeah, it's going to be I all right. I don't even, that's not even a problem. Nope. But talk about boldness, bro. Amen. Talk about Amen. boldness. Amen. So let's go to chapter 5. All right, chapter 5. The good old Hananias and Sapphira. Hananias and Sapphira. Not really going to. We could. We could I, I, I got one point about Hananias and Sapphira, but if you got something to say, go ahead. Just don't grieve the Holy Ghost. Don't grieve the Holy Ghost. Don't lie really, to God. Don't lie to God. That's all I can see from Barrett, But One point about Hananias and Sapphira that always sticks out to me that I always, you know, you read it. I read it with this girl, and we, me and my wife were teaching her Bible study, and... and um, yeah, she was kind of like, she kind of got stuck, you know, like, whoa, like, God killed, God killed these people, you know? Yeah, because, for holding back money. And, and, um, you know, God can do whatever he wants, you know, and, God, you know, and I, I pray that I don't see someone drop dead next to me because, um, they, uh, they lie to God, but people lie to God all the time and they don't drop dead. So a lot right. of people are like, oh, God doesn't do that. Well, thank God he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Thank the Lord that he does it, but doesn't mean he can't. But one point, I feel like, I feel like one moral of this story is that Ananias and Sapphira, they grieved the Holy Ghost. They, but what gets me is that they didn't give a hundred percent to God. They held something back from God. Yeah. And the moral of the story of me, the way I see it is that you, you will pay, if you. Hold back from God. You don't give God your all, you're not going to make it. Yeah, yeah. you're going to lose you, it. If you don't yeah. give God your all, you keep a little bit for yourself, that little stronghold, you ain't going to make it. Yeah. You're going to perish. Yep. God doesn't want 90% of you, 95% of you. He wants 100% right. of you. Amen. He wants 100% of you. And that's like the moral of the story for me. And I know there's a lot of other things there, but this one thing is like, 
if you don't give God every, like you want to keep a little bit of your little kingdom well it's like well and that's that same thing happened to uh, just no plan B's no no plan B's you look at Aiken you yeah. know, he obviously Thank had a plan, plan B plan. Yeah, he was still in the army of God, still going out. But still yeah, he just it. he wanted a little bit for himself. Yeah, and he held it. What a, a little bit of glory. What a little because bit of money. Because if this thing fails, I can go back with this because I have enough to just go ahead and suffice. But that's the thing is, you when I came to God, bro, I said I ain't going back. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not gonna make a plan B. And I feel like sometimes people do that, and I feel like sometimes. Sometimes people, I feel like God won't give them the Holy Ghost if He knows that they're not truly giving Him everything. Oh, that's you know not saying? even that's not even a question. Like, God wants to know: Do you love me? Do you really love me? Yeah. And maybe He'll ask you three or four times, like oh, He did yeah. Peter. He's like, "Hey, Peter, do you love me?" Mm-hmm. No, Peter. Peter, hey, come here, man. Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? <laughs> and you know, and that that story has its own yeah, powerful, love. but but it's true. You know, you. Oh man, God have mercy. I don't want I don't want to uh grieve the Holy Ghost right. by not surrendering my, my all. And and even if you even if you even if you you'll live in regret. You will. If God you know, you'll live in regret because there's nothing more satisfying than having God, who is the creator, the master, the great clockmaker, the be in control of your life. Amen. I agree. Of every step, every breath. Whether it be, which in the next part they get to prison, whether it be going to prison or whether it be living a high roll life, man. It's- so back back to normal point is do what the apostles did. Amen. Give your all to Jesus. Give your all. Give your all to Jesus. And that's the thing is the modern church, they don't give their all. They give their Wednesday night two hours. They give their Sunday two hours. They give may, maybe... Maybe if, if you're one of those super spiritual, you pray every day. Maybe you read your Bible. But the thing is, is he, he, the, the, the first church gave their all. Oh, yeah. Paul gave his back. Five, he was whipped and beaten with rods and stoned Stone. to death and shipwrecked. You know, it's like Peter, he, the, these men gave the, their yeah. all. Okay. Oh, yeah. Amen. So let's see. And we right after that, you know, Ananias is fire died. Yep. Great fear goes out. And right, this, which that's... God gets the glory out of bad situations yeah, too. And that's the truth because as soon as Corona? they drop dead, the Bible says fear came upon them. Amen. And people were people <laughs> yeah. people believed, people turned to God. And one point is verse 16. It says that after Ananias and Sapphira, people from the certain cities that came out, and this is just the very end of the verse, it says, um, it says, they all came bringing sick folks. Uh, them that were vexed with unclean spirits, and they, and they were healed. Everyone, mm-hmm. everyone. Yep. Does that mean that every time everyone's going to be healed? No, that doesn't mean that. But the point is, number one, is that they brought sick people. We're supposed to pray for the sick. That's back to normal, right? Amen. We talk about the layman. We're going to keep reiterating these points. But number two is that they cast out devils. They weren't. They didn't run from somebody who was vexed by a devil. They weren't scared of somebody who was vexed by a devil. Right, right. They weren't scared of some. They, they bring them. They weren't scared of the sick. They weren't scared of the sick. Mm-mm. They weren't, dude. But let's see what happened. Anyway, the next thing you know, the high priest comes. Here hands come the on religious them. people, and it says that they were filled with indignation. That, <laughs> and uh, 
they were put in prison, but the angel, in verse 19, but the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors so and brought them forth and Angelic sand. vegetation again. Yep. Verse 20 is, is what I think is fire. This is what the angel said. The angel told him, go. I tell that, I tell that to you. Go. Amen. And he says, stand and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. That's fire. This life, man. This life. This way. The born again way. Woo. The apostolic way. The truth way. Yahweh. Jesus is the way. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know what? Go. Don't stay here in the prison. Don't stay here in the four walls. Don't stay here stagnant. Don't stay here. But go stand with a backbone and speak. Yeah. And <laughs> bro, I'm gonna dance. No, man, I'm dancing. Come on, somebody. I like it. <laughs> I wish you could have just seen the boogie he did. No, just, uh, if you're gonna boohoo with me, you're okay. gonna boohoo. Remember that one? <laughs> you gonna total said that one what time. What did he say? He said, If you're gonna boohoo with me, you're gonna boogaloo with me. <laughs> man, I want to do what. I want to do that. I want to go. I want to stand. I want to speak the words of this life. Amen. The greatest life. The greatest right. life. Again, bro. that's the thing. Brother Joseph Paul, his song, that's like my favorite line. It's like, get ready for the greatest life. <laughs> this is that. You know, but it's true. It's like, this is the greatest life. It is. I'm redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. I'm filled with the spirit of the great I am. Amen. I'm washed. I'm washed in the blood. I, I, I'm spirit sanctified led. by the spirit. Yeah. I'm led by the spirit. Do, do you mess up sometimes? Yeah. yeah. Look at Peter. We're going to get to it later on. It's like Peter didn't always have the greatest day. And sometimes he got a little feud. And But this is the greatest life. I'm redeemed. This really is, man. The I, long-term plan is heaven. And that's something that it's heaven. Brother Foster said yesterday. He said, look, everything God wants you to get rid of normally is the stuff that's ruining your life. Yeah. He's like, Drugs, alcohol, <laughs> he's this, like, that, blah, blah, blah. Because I used to... I did everything but needles, but legit, all that stuff. I don't remember seeing anybody having joy, you know, or, or like living the best life they could no. off of drugs. But this truly is the best life. I want to point. Mm. So, you know, they again, they're they're caught up. They're this and that. But verse twenty-eight. This is what they're. This is what I'm in chapter five, verse twenty-eight. This is what they're. The council begins to tell them. He's. They're <laughs> saying. They're saying. Did not we testify? Did not we straightly command you? That you should not teach this name. And mm-hmm. behold, you have filled Jerusalem with yep. your doctrine. doctrine. Dude, Jerusalem is filled with oneness. Filled with being Holy Ghost filled. Tongue talking. Filled with John 3, 5. You John 3, 7. You man. must be born again. Marvel not what but, I say to you. you mu- and, and how many times have people come up to you and be like, Nate, you, name of Jesus is just, you need to just preach this. That's fine. Get the name of Jesus, you know. Have you ever or, or like, yeah, or the, you know, why do you maybe why do you make it so much about the name, you know? Yeah, or, oh. or baptism, you don't need to be baptized, or it, it's all you, you know. All you have to do is believe, or whatever. It's like, no, I'm gonna preach this. Jesus. I'm yeah. gonna preach this yeah. doctrine that the, the apostles' doctrine that they followed in the apostles' doctrine, the doctrine that filled Jerusalem. And I'll say this: Let's get back to normal. Does everybody is is your whole city filled with the doctrine? Mm. Man. Let's get back to normal. Yeah, and and I'm 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 taking that on myself. It's yeah, like, for real. I want my city to be I want my city to be filled with the doctrine. Yep, the true doctrine. There's a lot yeah. of false doctrines out there. Oh yeah, but I want it to be. I want 
I want someone to come at me and arrest me and be like, you know what? I'm sick and tired of you. You're preaching Jesus' name. You're preaching born again. You're preaching sanctification. Man. You're preaching <laughs> holiness. Yeah, you're, you're preaching. preaching. Yeah. And I'll just be like, uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Is it better? And then, You filled Safford, Arizona with your doctrine. And, and then I want to just be like Peter and just go back to normal and just be like, you know what? Then Peter with the other apostles, again... Because God's like, hey, you know what? I'm going to give you the words to say when you get yep. arrested. When you get put under pressure, he's like, and what does Peter say? He's like, he's like, I'm about, he grabs the mic just to drop it. He's like, <laughs> we said we ought to obey God rather than men. Kaboom. That's yep. it. That's it. The bottom line, because what did you, what did, what did Jesus say? Go ye therefore into all the nations, preaching and teaching to every creature, baptizing. Amen. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. You know? He that believeth not shall be damned. Yep, that's just... And, and so he's like, you know what? And he didn't say rather to believe Jesus. He's like, is it better to, to believe God? Who sent them out? Who gave him the commission? It was Jesus. And who's Jesus? But God. He said, is it better to obey God or, or you? Man. <laughs> oh, Lord. And verse thirty two, you, Jesus you, you had something to say about the verse thirty two about getting the Holy Ghost. I think that goes with what you were saying earlier. Sometimes people have a hard time getting the Holy Ghost. Oh yeah, surrender. and we are His witnesses of these things, and so is also the Holy Ghost, whom God hath given to them that obey Him. And uh, it just, I saw that earlier, and I'm like, you have. The thing is, is they were commissioned by an angel, obviously, to go into the temple, and they did that again. But they were like, dude, we're just obeying what God said. And guess what? Because we did that, we have the Holy Ghost. And so what I wanted to say was God gives the Holy Ghost to people who obey him. To people who obey. You got to obey. You got to turn from your sins. Repent and be Mm -hmm. converted. Obey the gospel. Obey the gospel. And then what happens? But verse verse 33, 33, and when they heard that, they were cut to the heart and took counsel to slay them. Some people don't like they but don't. they don't like the apostolic doctrine. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to. Be, if you're listening to this podcast, you know exactly what we're talking about. My my ten year old daughter, she was talking to me today. She's like, "Can you pray for me? Because the pressure, the pressure's real wow. against people who believe this doctrine." Mm-hmm. And truthfully, if the pressure isn't real, then you're not doing something right. Yeah. the The flow, like, the flow of this world is. The Bible says that man. Narrow is the way that leadeth to, to heaven. Narrow is the gate, straight is the way. Right. And then it says that but broad is the way. And even Pastor, what did he preach? The first message after he got Rona, when he came back, he said, dead, fli- dead fish flow downstream. Mm. Yep. Or dead, where do, where do dead fish flow? Or whatever. I don't no, know. It was dead, dead fish flow downstream. Yeah. Downstream. And the thing is, is that you, the, there's no resistance when you, when you go with the flow. But right. you better expect resistance when you're going against the flow. Right. And the flow of this world is going to death, hell, and the grave. Right. And so if you are, you have life and life everlasting, you are naturally going to flow against, against yep. that. It's so true. And so my, my 10-year-old daughter, she, you know, can you That's pray crazy. for me? And, and I'm thankful that she, that, that she comes to me. Yeah, that's that's. Because Powerful. every single one of us feels that resistance. Oh, yeah. And the question is, do you resist the devil? Do you resist that? Do you do you not give in to that? Do you tell the voices to be quiet? Do you ask someone to help you? Do you ask someone to pray for you? 
And uh, wow, because the resistance is real. It's real. It's real. But again, the answer is it better to obey God? And that's what I told her. I said, all that matters doesn't matter what our friends think. It doesn't matter if we make them smile. It only matters if we make God smile. Yep. That's the end. Because the end, that that song that we was doing, it will be worth it. Oh yeah, it will be worth it all. I think I said that too uh, in Morning Manna yesterday too. I was just saying, look, when you stand for truth, it's going to be worth it when Jesus says, look, well done, my good and faithful servant. You stood in this truth no matter what somebody said. No matter how uncomfortable it got, no matter how painful it got, you stood for truth and you stood for this doctrine. Yeah. Amen. And that's the thing, you know, young people, if you're listening, you know, and you feel and you feel shame. And you feel shamed by your friend, your your friends, and your, I did the quote fingers. You feel shamed <laughs> by them. You feel shamed by the world because you're different. Um, you know what? You are different. Yeah. But the thing is, is that you are a daughter of God. You are a son of God. Amen. You are a child of the Most High God, and the devil wants to do anything and everything he can to make you feel worthless, to make you feel different, to make you feel. Mm-hmm. And I mean different in a bad way. He wants to make you. He wants to make you feel stupid. He wants to make you feel inadequate. He wants to make you feel lonely. He wants to yep. make you feel depressed. He wants to make you feel like you're an island to yourself. But it's a lie. And and even if you do feel shame, even if you did feel like that, or you you have been humiliated, or or anything like that. Verse 41 says, And they departed from the presence of the council, the council of your friends at school, the council at your work that's trying to humiliate you. Mm-hmm. They, did, they, 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 they departed from that council rejoicing that they were counted worthy to, to suffer shame for his name. Amen. The thing is, is God sees the pressure. Yep. But we need to see it how God sees it. Yep. And I feel like that's just... For right now, because the pressure is increasing, the, the tribulation, which is pressure, the great pressure, the great tribulation is coming. And, and there's a secret, I like the way the notes put it, there's a secret grace for you when you rejoice in those sufferings and in that pressure. Amen. And uh, <laughs> I just want to say in verse 42, and daily in the temple again, in every house they ceased not to teach and preach. Jesus. And that's another thing. And, and that's why I began to tell my daughter, you know, because when I've, you know, I've been in this five years, September, I got the Holy Ghost, you know, mm-hmm. and dude, I was, you know, I, I, I was, I was the bee's knees, you know, to all, at least I thought so, but I yeah. was in the pit of sin, you know, and I thought I was the coolest this. And I'd be lying to you if I wasn't like, after, well, you know, you got the days where I ain't never going back, but then you get in a fight with your wife or you have a bad day at work, and mm-hmm. the first thing's like, I'm going to go back, you know, and this is too hard. Yep. Or this is, I ain't going to make it, you know, or so much this, or so much easier. I'd have so much more this, blah, 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 blah. But I began to tell my daughter, I began to tell her, it's just that every, I said, now, it don't bother me now because I, in my mind, I already won. The, I already won that battle. That yeah. I ain't giving up. Yep. I ain't gonna go back. And you need me. I like I, you need me to live for God because there's like you, not because you're saved because of me or anything like that, but because you know I, I, 
you need me to live for God because I, we impact the people around us. Right. So I was like, you know, even though you're 10 years old, I was like, you don't know who your little cousins or your friends at school yeah, or sure. anybody, you know, who's looking at you. I'm like, you're Jesus yep. to them. And if they see you turn around, you know what I mean? And the point of the, the point of all that is, is not giving into that pressure, not giving into quitting, not giving into Amen. that is that don't be like Demas and forsake the man of God. Amen. Don't be like Demas and forsake the truth. But, but this, what it said in verse 42 is like, yes, they felt the shame. Yes, they felt the pressure, but they were consistent. Yep. They were like, you know what? I'm still going to preach Jesus. I'm just going to teach another Bible study. Yep, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to keep yep. doing it because I know, I know. That out of the thousand no's, I'm going to get a yes, and it's going to be worth it all. And, yep. and that's important why it goes back to the first time they suffered persecution is they got together, they prayed, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Yep. Is that the Bible says that it's joy, mm-hmm. that, that, that the Holy Ghost is our joy, is our, and the joy of the Lord is our strength. And that Acts three nineteen said that the times of the of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. So it's like that's what's so important about praying. That's what's so important about tapping into the Spirit, Amen. walking in the Spirit. Is that you are going to suffer this pressure, but you got to be able to get in the presence of the God of the God, get in, get in the presence of God <laughs> right. to where He could take the. He, you can cast your cares on you him. You can put your yoke upon him. And you can give yep. him your burden. Yep. And you can take on, you could just, I'm telling you, man. Well, and, that's the only way that these yeah. people, that's the only way that the apostles could do what they did is that they were intimate. They had an intimate relationship with Jesus And Christ. like I said just a minute ago, the Jesus went off and said, take my yoke upon you for my burden is easy. Or for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And the thing is, is this isn't light stuff. But in with the yoke of Jesus, it's life. It's because when I'm weak, He is, he is made strong. strong. Right. Amen. Greater is He that is in me than He that is in the world. Amen. So we'll end, probably end it with chapter six, which is fine. It's a small chapter, but there's some. There's some. Yeah. This is this is this was stuff. like the pivotal time, perfect timing. Yep. Is chapter six. What do we see here? Let you know. I'll read it, and then we'll we'll talk about it. In those days, when the number of the disciples were multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. So let's look. We see we see a beef here in the church in the right. in the administering to the widows within the church between the Greeks. And the, the Hebrews. Hebrews, right? And a good point. And when I was teaching this in pastor's class or morning manna, my pastor, he, we, we started having a conversation uh, amongst the class. It was like, look, there, there was a, a racial tension. A tension. Then you yeah. know, it's like, well, you prefer them or you prefer us or you know, it was just like, and so, I guess the point is, is when we look back at, at going back to normal, as we see that. Inside the church, there is little issues, right? Right, there is issues, but it was settled. And they're like, "Look, no, the Hebrews aren't more better than the Greeks, and the Greeks aren't more better." And let's, you know what? Well, we're just a little short-staffed right here. Yep. And so we need to call some men. Yep. To come and help us. Yep. Man. But the point is, is like, there. You know, a lot of people are like, "Oh, well, I got a little argument with somebody in the church, so they're not the true church, or they're not the real church," you know, or. Or we, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, you know, people are people. And that's the biggest problem. Yep. That's the biggest problem in Christianity is people are people. Yep. And if you don't realize that, and maybe you forgot you're a person, you think you're a robot. <laughs> yeah. But people yeah. are people. And they're in, we're all imperfect. And, and, and yep. I want to say this, that people are people. And people who are, 
one of the biggest pet peeves of mine is when I when someone backslides and or or someone falls away or someone falls short or, or something and we forget people are people. Yeah. Yep. And we forget what ministry Jesus gave us. He gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Yep. But we will look and we'll look down our big old long nose. Yeah. And I heard I heard Bishop White, he says, Sister Long Tongue, just start just talking. Just start talking, just start beating people up with our words. But hey, people are people. People are people, man. And it takes someone's it takes someone spiritual. <laughs> and Paul even says, Hey, ye who are spiritual. So obviously if you're not one of the ones operating the in the and the ministry of reconciliation is like, maybe you're not that spiritual. You need yeah. to be. Well, and the, what's interesting is when they called people, the Bible legit, I see it in it twice. It says, wherefore, brethren, in verse 3, look ye among the seven of the honest report full of the Holy Ghost. Full of the Holy Ghost. And then you skip down to verse 5, and saying please, and the saying pleased them in multitude, multitude, sorry, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And the rest of these men were also full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. But, they, but it was between these men being full of the Holy Ghost, which gives wisdom right. and understanding to settle this dispute. Right. He's like, we need people who are faithful, who right. are full of the Holy Ghost, who obviously would exhibit the fruits of the Spirit, who would know right from wrong, have good judgment. Right? Be able yep. to settle these little, these little yep. beefs. But... We'll probably end it with this. Or you know what? What we got? We got 48, 48 minutes. minutes. So, let's talk about verse 7. So, when they did this, when they picked out these men, they picked out these good men, full of the Holy Ghost, full of faith. Yep. And that's something, too, back to normal, is equipping other people to do the work of God. Right. Because a lot of times you could get to this thing where it's like, oh, nobody could do it but me. Mm. I'm the only one that could do it. Yeah, what if Peter was down, like, yeah. you know what? We're going to do this. We're the, we're the 12 apostles and nobody else could do what we could Us do. Us 12 no more. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're like, you know what? We just need people with the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost is the great equalizer. And what's, not, not, 19, not, the, not, not the cult 1911. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, the, the Holy Ghost is, is the, the great, great equalizer. It makes yep. all men the same. And uh, Brother Bernard, actually shout out to him, Daniel Bernard, not David Bernard. He got up on Instagram earlier today and he said, would you be willing to give up your seat? Come on, somebody. Meaning like, are you willing to pass down what you learned to somebody else and say, hey, I'm off this thing. It's up to you now. Amen. And it, it's, that's, that, like you said, us 12 no more. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's not how it should be. But Yeah, and the thing is, is we should be equipping. Go ye therefore making yep. disciples, Amen. right? And so that's what, this is that. This is the great commission in effect. He's like, you know what? We need some people with the Holy Ghost who are full of, you know, who walk in faith, who are full of faith. And we see what happens in verse 7. And the word of God increased. Mm-hmm. The word of God increased. And the number of disciples was multiplied. And great company of priests were obedient to the faith. Yeah. Amen. So then you see some of these stiff-necked religious folks starting to chisel down. They're like, you know what? I just saw them. <laughs> if the church can get over racial tension, people are going to be like, look, why, why does that church have, a, have, have black, uh, black people, white people, uh, you know, it has Asians and, and Hispanics, yeah. you know? Obviously, what, what, why are they getting What's along? What's going on here? Yeah. Oh, man, I'm going to check it out. Yep. And boom. Yep. Because maybe they're, you know, like, 
There doesn't need to be an all white church and an no. all black church no. and all all brown church but and all needs purple to be church. An all red church. But hey, we all got a soul. What's the color of a soul? <laughs> right. We're, you know, we all got red blood. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I was saying we all got to be covered by the blood. We got to anyway. be covered by the blood. Come on, somebody. Come on somebody. Uh, let's finish with this about how uh, about how Stephen about Stephen man yep. yeah and verse eight Stephen full of faith and power did great wonders and miracles among the people and uh, he just that did not sit well so wait Stephen the man who was called to serve mm-hmm. the man who was called to serve tables yep all of a sudden see this is the problem too is right now in the modern church. Young men want to just come and do signs, wonders, and miracles, but they, they don't, don't want, want to serve. serve. Let's get back to normal. Let's just let's, let's just serve. Let's do what the elders tell us to do. Mm. Let's do what they tell us to do. They say grab a broom. I'm gonna grab a broom. They say clean that toilet. They say they say they say mm. do this, do that. Whatever the case may be, don't seek the power and the wonders. Seek don't to seek, serve. Yeah. Don't seek the mic. Jesus came yeah. to serve. Uh huh. Amen. He wasn't like, man, I can't wait. To do signs, one of the miracles, he's like, no, I'm here to serve. The Bible says he came in the in he he came and humbled himself in the form of a servant. Yep, amen, amen, man. That's but powerful. yet, when you serve, great signs, wonders, and miracles tend to happen out of that. But this is what happened. He he begins to Fine. talk and all this stuff. What was so powerful is that this man, through serving, through spending time, through the preaching of the word, it says that there came to a point in verse ten. It says, and they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which, by which he spake. Yeah. They couldn't. They could, uh, let's get let's get back to the basics, back to normal. Operating in the spirit, not on man's wisdom. Yep. But on the wisdom of the Holy Ghost. But on what? It was Luke. It, it was Luke. Matthew. Mark. Yep. Hey, don't worry. I'm a. I'm a. Just follow the unction of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And that comes by having that relationship with him. Amen. By that daily prayer. Like literally it says, Paul Peter in verse 6, he's like, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Right. You got to study your word. You got to know it. The Bible says, Paul told Timothy, he's like, being able to give every man an answer. Yep. And what's crazy is just in verse uh, 13, we were talking about this. It says, and like after it stirred up the people in verse 12 and the elders came together but in verse 13 it says, And set up false witnesses which said, This man ceased not to speak blasphemous words against this holy place and the law. They had to go. He was speaking so much wisdom and power. They just had to send up liars. Yeah, and that's the thing too. Is like, look, if you're preaching the truth, and you, just keep on preaching. Just keep preaching. Uh, who, and like, look, these, you know, they they called, they, they, they got these men. They're like, hey, you know what? Go and tell, the, you know, they lied. They just created a big old fake news, CNN, you know, MSNBC. <laughs> yeah. Fake news story about mm-hmm. Stephen because he was just stumping them. Yep. He was stumping. I've seen it, man. When you start just, like, you just preach Bible. You mm-hmm. preach the word. You teach the word. If, and I tell everybody every time, I'm like, look, I'm not going to teach you anything. I'm just, let's see what the Bible says. Yep. You know, let's see what the Bible, and people are like, oh, yeah, I know the Bible says that, but, no, you can't but the Bible. The Bible is the yep. end all. Yep. Jesus, or in Psalms, David said, thy word is exalted above thy name. Mm-hmm. And it's like, let's see what the word of God says. Yep. And they stumped him, stumped him, stumped him. And what happens was they sent out people. Hey, Jesus said, blessed, he said, what does he say? What, is, what does the verse say? Oh man, 
I'm going to chop it up. I'm going to paraphrase, but he's like, woe to them who all men speak well of. Mm-hmm. But, like, blessed are they when they persecute you, right? He's like, well, when everybody loves you, what if it would be, I'll be questioning yeah, Stephen if, <laughs> yeah. if he's preaching the word and everybody loved They're him. Like, wow, that's so great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nobody's offended. But, hey, you're, you're on the right track. If you're preaching the word, I'm not talking about you're preaching, yeah. you're preaching hate, hate and you're preaching yeah, me. No, 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 no. And you're trying to just be, you're trying to be proud but and haughty. But the thing is, is the word is naturally offensive. Because it goes against sin. Right. And so, therefore, when you're living in sin, you're going to get offended. Right. Let's just get back to normal. Preach the, to normal. Preach the word. Preach the word. Preach the word. Be a servant. Be faithful. And watch how God honors your faith. Yeah. Watch how. And, like, again, what, that's something Brother Foster said. He said, faith will make you faithful. He's like, faith is, what did he say? Oh, I wrote it down. I don't have the notebook. But. He's like, faith will produce you to be faithful. He's like, yeah. faith is the believing, faithful is the doing. He's Amen. like, faith will cause cool. you to do, you know? And he's like, you have faith, so then you're faithful. And if yeah. you're not faithful, you don't have faith. Yeah. And so here we see, because of his faith in serving, he became, that was his faithfulness, and God honors faithfulness. Yep. Let's get, let's just get back to normal. Let's get back to normal. Amen. Amen. Let's probably stop right there. Well, let's, let's pray then. God. We love you, Jesus. We praise you. We thank you for all that you do and all that you are, God. We thank you for this word. We thank you for this very important book that's in the Bible, God, and that we could just learn, read, and understand, and just have boldness, God. Right now, I want to pray for boldness, not only in us, but in anybody who's listening to this podcast. I pray for boldness to stand up for who you are, that you are an apostolic, you're a Bible-believing, you're a truth-preaching person. And you love Jesus with all of your heart and just allow God to put the words in your mouth. Let him give you wisdom. And God, we just thank you for all that you do continually. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 We're just going to end it with this again. We always talk about it. If you don't have a church that preaches this truth and you're listening to this, you need to find yourself a church. If you ever have any questions, any comments, any uh, maybe we maybe you don't agree. This. Maybe you don't agree. I, I, we would like to talk to you. You can uh, reach us on Facebook, Daniel Denise Mueller, uh, and Colton Garcia, or Colton and Sarah Garcia on Facebook. You can also reach us out on Instagram, Word of Mouth Podcast. Um, but until really next time, come, come on, on somebody. somebody.